Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined by the wonderful Claire Yates, who has both worked in a state agency and solicitors in conveyancing. Thank you for joining me today, Claire. Thank you for inviting me. Is the relationship between estate agents and solicitors broken? Talk to me. It's not completely broken, um, but I don't think I've ever witnessed quite such a bloodbath on social media as I've seen recently. Yeah, I mean, um, we're, we're filming this, um, we're filming this uh, towards the end of June and throughout most of June there's been some pretty brick bats, bricks going backwards and forwards. It's not been pretty, has it? No, and I don't think either profession has helped themselves here, particularly as an, a lot of the general public do read this press. Um, if I look at property industry I as an example, some really dreadful comments on both sides, but an awful lot of agents who seem to be indicating that they blame the lawyer for most of the delays. Um, and it shouldn't be adversarial, it should be that they're both allies looking after the interests of one client, either the buyer or the seller. And really there are some great ways that they can collaborate, but I think it's all got forgotten in this rush to try and complete by imposed deadlines on stamp duty, um, uh, sort of relaxation, etc., and concessions. When did you think this relationship broke down? I mean, this can't be just because of stamp duty. No, it broke down many years ago, actually, when panel solutions came out and estate agents saw lawyers as a resource for which they could not only generate revenue, but felt that they could somehow influence timescales and production. And by doing that, they effectively lowered most solicitors' fees that they actually got paid. We're not talking about what the client paid, but what the lawyer received. Um, the, the way the lawyers feel about poorly paid work is the same as everybody feels about poorly paid work. So it kind of devalued the way that uh, um, the public potentially also perceived the lawyer. But when estate agents think they are employing lawyers to do work for them, then that changes and they feel it's okay to start to throw their weight around. I mean, fees in a state agency have come down from an average of 1.6 in 2004, according to the Sunday Times Awards, to a present level of around 1%. Do you think solicitors have been guilty of also pulling their pants down and not standing their ground? Absolutely right. Absolutely right. I think when you've started to receive a huge amount of panel work as well and the agent still wants to get um, their full marketing fee or their referral fee, whichever you like, um, it's very difficult to turn that panel work away and go back to charging the old-fashioned fees. But there are lots and lots of law firms on the high street, really brilliant law firms, that charge high fees and receive a really respectable caseload. So I think that it's time for lawyers to stop looking over the shoulder and looking at the panel work and because, start looking across at the well-paid lawyers. Because, you know, let, let, let's all be honest, that the, the corporates, estate agents have, have you know, cornered, not cornered the market, but the vast majority of them have panel solicitors. But corporates only take up 10 sorry, 20% of the market. Mm. There's still another 80% of estate agents who are not corporate, who probably don't have panel solicitors. So why, why aren't lawyers building up great relationships with estate agents so they're almost recommending people? Well, a lot of that does still happen. Um, 
And there is, <laughs> so there's more uh, panel than you might understand. So there are lots of small panels um, that operate for the small independent. So they may not appear to be operating like a corporate, but they're still receiving 100 to 150 pounds marketing fee per case. And while that's going on, they're normally asking the lawyer to accept a very low fee, below 500 pounds for a, a typical conveyance. Um, so- But how many hours? How many hours would you get? How long does a normal conveyance take? Well, that's about as long as a piece of string, really. Okay, and but, um, but, but I mean, you know. I've been told that if it was literally end-to-end -end and they did this, it would probably be about six hours. Six hours work for 500 quid? It's not good, is it? Depends who you're asking. Well, if you look at the qualifications, the length of time it's taken them to study to achieve it, the liability and the professional indemnity costs that they have, it isn't, bad. It isn't well paid. Okay, 80-85 pounds an hour, no, probably not. No. So why haven't solicitors basically said, we'll charge more, if you want to earn a kickback, that's fine, we'll just put it on top of our fee? Uh, they have done in some cases, and as I said, there are lots of lawyers that are on, they're earning quite respectable fees. But what they do suffer from is every time there's a big acquisition in the town, another local agent becomes acquired by the LRG, for example, or Spicer Heart, then that relationship changes. And so they're having to constantly look out for another relationship. So, so what's the answer here? Is it to ban referral fees? No, I wouldn't say that. I think referral fees have a place. And if a lawyer doesn't have to do as much marketing, then they should be looking at a reciprocal arrangement. My concern is that the customer doesn't understand what they get from a lawyer, why they should pay more, and if they're influenced by um, conversations that are having down the pub and with estate agents, that's not necessarily the right way to choose so a surely lawyer. it's the way the, the lawyers tell their story. I agree. That's one of the reasons that I want specifically to help them. The client needs to understand that they stand in a queue. At the cheapest fees, it's the longest queue to be served all of the time. So if a lawyer is charging below 500 or 600 pounds a case, then the client is likely to be one of anything between 150 and 200. If the client pays double that fee, they're likely to be one of 100 or less. And if you're looking at a fast move or a move where you may need to make a number of inquiries or you want your solicitor to, to be delivering much more in the way of updates, then you have to be prepared to pay more. Do you think estate agents, by trying to earn, say, 100, 150, 200 quid, could potentially be shooting themselves in the foot because they're not getting their exchange through quick enough? Absolutely. And if you speak to a number of estate agents, they'd say, do you know what, I'd rather get paid on time or within the time frame that we're looking at than receive a referral fee. Their pipeline, actually, in most cases, is worth more than the revenue that they receive in marketing fees. So if you certainly if you get to the high net worth client base for some agents they wouldn't dream of trying to influence uh, that side other than to steer the client to the best lawyer in town i mean if you but do i mean everybody says estate agency is a people business surely conveyancing is also a people business well you would think that but they do tend to attract very different people so estate agents tend to attract extroverts uh people who love being out and about in a really diverse day conveyancing is a technical job a highly technical job requiring 
conf um, real concentration and uh, attention to detail. And if you look at the two industries side by side, the attraction for those businesses is quite different. So you can see why they almost wind each other up. Absolutely. Years ago, and I can't find a copy of it anymore, I wrote for the Negotiator magazine on estate agents and Venus and solicitors of Mars about just how far apart they are. Um, estate agents say, why don't you chase? You said you're waiting for something. The lawyer says, well, that's just semantics, isn't it? It's a word, chase, wait. But have you chased? And, and I've said to lawyers all the time that you could use the estate agent to chase while you do the other work behind the scenes. Use the estate agent effectively. And when those relationships are great, and they can be, and are in some cases, brilliant, okay. then you don't have this conflict. Probably we should just all get everyone, everyone down the pub so they can build a great relationship, because it's amazing what a closed room and a few beers will do. And um, who knows, they might have greater relationships and be able to charge more. Um, it is true that um, if you get them all together on Friday night, as we used to do back in the day, that um, more business is done over a beer and a chat than would be done in this adversarial pinging emails. And I think that is another problem is our communication styles have changed. What would your final tip be to solicitors and estate agents very quickly? Absolutely talk to each other, but make regular meetings. With Zoom, actually, it's really possible to discuss multiple cases in one call. Fix the time, have a chat, bring the clients in so no one's doing Chinese whispers and no one's translating this for anyone This is the deal else. rooms that I hear a lot of people yeah. talking about. It's just so much easier to have everybody there. I think that's an amazing tip. Bring buyers, sellers and solicitors and the agent all together in one big Zoom call and sort it all out. You'd be amazed what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Use modern technology to its best. Yeah. Thank you for your time today, Claire. You've been amazing. You're welcome.